Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today's a little bit of a strange one because we are interviewing someone, but it's not a skater and it's someone who wants to keep their name anonymous. So we don't really, I don't really know where to go with this one. It's, it's a strange episode. Basically, the owner of Words Brand has been in touch through a mutual friend saying he wants to do the podcast to talk more about the brand. Now, if you're not familiar with Words, it is a brand that was kind of announced, I guess, last year. And the name comes from, well, it may not come from, but the name is the name of an iconic mind game video, Words. And the font is very similar to the font that Mind Game used, and a lot of their imagery is very similar to Mind Game imagery. So obviously, loads of people got excited about this when it was launched because they thought it might have something to do with Shane Coburn and Dustin Latimer, the originators of Mind Game. It now transpires that that's not the case. It's actually someone else, and that drew a lot of criticism because a lot of people were like, well, this isn't your brand. This isn't your imagery. You've just taken it from a previous brand that was very influential and very popular. And I can understand why a lot of people would have issue with that because a lot of people were mind game fanatics and were very fond of the brand. And it kind of begs the question, well, if he can do it, what's stopping anyone else just looking back at Blading History, sampling what they like and regurgitating it? But I've been in touch with a mutual friend, Sam Cooper, and he is vouching for the brand and the person that runs it. So we're going to have a discussion, find out, you know, why he decided to start it, why he decided to use the imagery that he is, who's involved in the brand, what they've got planned going forward. And yeah, just find out a little bit more about this mystery venture in blading. Normally at this point, I would say cue the music and show a bunch of clips of the blader in particular, but don't have any blade clips of the blader in particular because I don't know who it is. So I guess we're just going to go right into it. The platform, platform, platform. <laughs> um, so this is a first on the podcast. We've got a, a masked guest. A mysterious masked guest. Indeed. I guess the first logical question that anyone watching this is going to want to know is what's what's with the mask? So basically I feel that um, you know, I'm not John Julio obviously, right? You know, I feel like people see him and they support anything that he does um, regardless of whatever it is. So a lot of the time, I think things kind of get missed that what's important is the brand, not necessarily the person. Um, so with this is more so that it's like, what's more important is the brand as opposed to the person behind it. And inevitably, you know, it will be, you know, it'll, people will work it out and the rest of it. Like obviously people know my voice and all the rest of it, you know, but, by the same token, it's like I want the brand to be the reason why people um, want to support as opposed to me first. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Your audio is breaking up a little bit. 
I think it's actually the video's frozen as well. Oh, no, we're there, there. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's good now. Um, I appreciate, like, yeah, I get that aspect as in it's not always important who's running the brand, especially if it's not if it's not a big name person or it's not a former pro or it's not someone who's influential because obviously in that case, then you're using that person's influence to promote the brand. But I guess what what I think and what a lot of people naturally are going to assume is that by not sharing your name openly or not saying who you are, that if anything, it's placing more emphasis on the fact that you want to be secretive about who owns it. Yeah, no, and I totally understand like that point of view for sure. And that was something that didn't necessarily occur to me until um, it was mentioned yesterday as well. Um, you know, when we had like a little chat yesterday and like, again, it's, you know, for me, it's really like, it's not important in the sense of there's so much like sort of negativity that happens around and all the rest of it. And it's like, you know, just like yourself and many other people, I have a family and all the rest of it. And like people can be quite, can be assholes online. Right. So there's that side of things as well, where it's like, I want the brand to speak for itself first. And, you know, the name says, and the people assume that this like a cash grab or anything else. it's not that but that's quite a cool brand like i like what they're doing and oh and it's and it happens to be that guy that's amazing you know what i mean so it's after the fact as opposed to before right okay um okay right we'll, we'll move on from that I'm, I'm not entirely sure i agree with that because i think there's many people that <laughs> that um, I, I can think of quite a few brands that don't don't have a name attached to them or mm. if the name if they do have a name it's not a well-known name like for example conjure or red eye or sola like all those guys like mm -hmm. or even blade club like people people might know who they are now but that's as a result of the mm -hmm. brand that's not that's not they didn't have a name like a big name previous to the brand like Kyle Solo, like people only know him because of the popularity of his frames. The, the frames didn't become popular because of him. Okay, hopefully that'll be better. Okay, attempt number two. Let's go. Right. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned that there's been controversy around the brand. That has not escaped me. And I think it's kind of understandable controversy because, like you said, the name of the brand is obviously a famous mind game video. The font is very similar to a mind game font. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why people would take issue with that. So I guess what's what was your reasoning behind choosing to go with that rather than starting a brand using, for want of a better word, your your own artwork or your own your own branding? Mm -hmm. So um first things first, like like yourself and many other people out there words was you know an incredible video um as is mind game well, i mean it still is and as is mind game um when it was around as well um you know and i feel that 
the way the name came about was that you know I had these I, an idea of how I wanted the company to be, how I wanted it to be structured, and what I wanted to offer people. And you know, we can get to that later on. But um, you know, I was talking with Austin Has, and we were discussing my idea and what I wanted to do and everything. And the name was the thing that you know was escaping me the most. And um, he was like, oh, I'm just, I was like, oh, have you got any ideas for like names, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, oh, I'm really bad with words. And I was like, oh, words, that's a really sick idea because it's like this amazing video that, you know, majority of people, if not everybody loves, and it can be like a little nod to, um, to that era of blading, like almost like the golden era, if you will, of rollerblading. And um, so that's where it kind of, the name comes from and the idea of using it is a homage as I've sort of have said across um, socials and on the website. In regards to the font, I mean, the font is a similar font. It's not the same font just for FYIs. Um, And I mean, I've reversed the R as another homage to mind game. Um, You know, for anyone who doesn't know that they used to reverse all their letters. Um, but apart from that, it's just, you know, the font is like tray back MS bold or something. You know what I mean? It's just like a, it's a font that many, many companies in the world have used. It just so happens that it is similar to mind game. And that's done by design. Obviously it's not like just accidentally picked out. Um, again, I just wanted it to be something that echoed, um words as opposed to being a direct copy you know what i mean so you say it's a homage but when does when does it go from being a homage to being imitation yeah so it's a fine line for sure like it it really is a fine line and um i think it goes to imitation when you start actually recreating designs and you recreate um you know you literally copy um designs etc and i feel having the word words written on something like like this for example is literally what the collection is just a basic so i mean if it didn't say words it said magnamara for example or wilson it's probably a better example and no so one, if would, I no one would buy that don't, name, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't recommend that don't do it <laughs> um you know, I feel that people, um, so I feel that like it's, it's like any other basic from any other company, you know what I mean? It just so happens that it has a word that was the same title as a rollerblading video. Um, and let's not forget that the, the video itself, it never, they never had any clothing that said words on it or anything like that. There was never, it was literally just the name of the video, no product ever had words written on it um and the video also had the r except for the w and the o every other the rds were all backwards as well okay but whenever anyone does see that text that's on the hoodie and on the the very first thing they're going to think of is the dvd cover to the main game video yeah and i think that like that's something that after the fact it was like oh well that's from i guess from a um a business point of view business 
point of view is that like it is something that's familiar to people so it makes people um even if they don't realize it you know they kind of feel a warmth to it already you know if you take into consideration like consumer behavior and things like that um so although that wasn't done by design it was a happy coincidence um but again it's not you know you you mentioned sort of you asked me about how when does it come from imitating to being you know a homage and there's three tiers of i mean on the west side there isn't three tiers right now there's only two but there will be three um and there's so there's three tiers or three levels of the clothing so you have the icon basics which is always something that's going to be a basic um it will be very simple and that's effectively you know like a homage and that's it um and then where it comes away from that is the second level which is like the more sort of creative big prints um type and then the third one will be friends and family which again some of we can get into um a bit later but yeah it's not it, it, it's not the same it's not an imitation it's just a little nod thank you very much appreciate that period of time let's carry on um and don't forget you know i did reach out to dustin and you know i got a blessing from him so that's I mean, what i was going to ask if you've had any interaction with shane coburn and dustin latimer because obviously the word and the imagery is very similar to what they created so what what was their input regarding it or what did what did they say in response well with shane you know i he's an incredibly hard person to find internet wise um and other people who um i know who might be able to connect me with him you know it's fallen by the wayside so with Shane, unfortunately, that's something that I haven't been able to um, even reach to. Um, with Dustin, you know, I was like, hey, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I really like to have your blessing or something to that effect. And he just wrote back, sure and sweet, looks good. Good luck. So, I mean, and that was kind of, that was that, that, was that you know. Um, I said to him, you know, be great to do something with you in the future etc et and he kind of you know that was and his response was just yeah looks good um good luck in the future something to that okay. um i'll admit when when i first saw it and obviously there's been a lot of discussion about it on the internet and if you look on you mm. know the, the various facebook groups when i first saw it, i didn't know what to make of it um and i i'll admit i very much have a healthy amount of skepticism towards the brand because when you do see something like that and you have been skating for as long, like I think I've been skating for like 25 years. When someone introduces a new brand and does it in that manner, it kind of lends me to believe what's to stop someone else doing the exact same thing. And where does it end? Like, where does it get to the point where we then just have this endless cycle of things being regurgitated and repurposed and recycled? Because if you can take the name of an iconic video like words mm. and use a branding that is very much made famous by mind game 
what is to stop me, for example, starting a brand that takes medium branding? Like that was one of my favorite brands growing up. I thought all their stuff was legendary and iconic, but they don't exist anymore. And there's no one to stop me doing it. Weirdly enough, it's another Shane Coburn brand. Or <laughs> say, for example, I could start a company called Day of the Rope and start using Senate branding. And, you know, Arlo's still around. He might see it, but he, he can't stop me. Like, he can't, mm. take, he can't take me to court because it would cost him money and it wouldn't be worth his while. But that's the kind of view. I'm like, where does it end? Because I appreciate that you're saying you're taking influence from it, but for the majority of people, they won't, they won't see it as homage or influence at all. They'll see it as carbon copying. So, yeah, absolutely. And and that was, you know, that was something that I was very aware um, of people's opinions and thoughts, because <clears throat> don't get me wrong, like, I'm sure if it wasn't me doing it and someone else was doing it, I would be the most uh, sceptical, for sure. You know, just like yourself, I've also been playing for, you know, 20 plus years. And, and so I do understand people's concerns and people's um reservations of the brand by the same token um what the brand is about as a whole um and again we'll get into it is that hopefully people will understand that oh actually it, it really is just that little nod because everything else is so much more than than oh looks a bit like mind game or whatever you know what i mean um it, it's a ideally my hope is that the brand will be a lot bigger than than what i think people first perceive it as um and you said about you know where does it stop i mean that's a uh, you know a great question and you know there is nothing stopping anyone from doing anything within role-playing at least, you know, because like you said, it's so expensive to try and battle it. Um, but something that, I mean, I don't mind saying that put me at ease was even, you know, you've got me over here doing this. It's like, well, what the fuck's he doing? But then, you know, Julio and their breakfast club, um, Sunday brunch club, rather, whatever it is, you know, they just released like literally, like the Senate logo thing. And then like you were talking about medium and then they had like the medium thing. I understand that their circle is probably, you know, they can call upon those people, but I've, it's not any different to what I've done. You know, all right, I haven't been able to reach Shane Coburn, but I have reached Dustin and, you know, for all intents and purposes, from my understanding of like going back in the magazines and that is that like, it was Dustin who came up with the name of the video. And I mean, anyone out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I had read in like one, an old uh, daily bread, or it might have been yeah, a daily bread. Yeah. Um, so I think when people understand the vision, I'm hoping that then people understand that it really is just a little nod, a homage. Let's carry on. Okay. Because the other stuff is what's important. Um, 
Yeah. I would argue with the Sunday brunch stuff that there is a significant difference in the fact that their stuff is has a very like ironic tone to it. And the some of the designs that they used, the people are actually like good friends of theirs. So for example, the fiction thing that they've repurposed to say brunch, Dave Sweet. Payne and John Hillio yeah. are like best friends. And then yeah, you no, know, I, I, with the Michelada stuff, it's like they're not they're they're it's very much like, oh, this is a play on the medium logo, like famous medium logo. But it's very obvious like that they're just messing around with it and that it is like tongue in cheek. Like it's not whereas the way that you're doing it is passing it off as, you know, like a, a legitimate brand entity on its own, which isn't really mm -hmm. the same thing. Like one is kind of not taking itself too seriously and the other one very much is. Yeah, and, and I think I think that is definitely a valid point. By the same token, I do believe that let's say if if it was something that was more tongue in cheek and a bit more obvious that it's, you know, a fun, so to speak. At the end of the day, anything that's to do with mind game, people are gonna have an issue with it, no matter what it is. Like because people feel it's quite uh, a sanctuary or blading. Um I do think that the although you you are right, it is different to degrees, the principle is still the same. They've taken something that was and they've repurposed it. I haven't even taken something that was realistically, it was the name of a video. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I do feel that some of the people who are sitting on the fence, which is uh, maybe not majority, but a big amount of people, I think after understanding what it's about and the vision of it, I think it lends one to feel more encompassed and more understanding of of, of, of of it and kind of, you know, I don't know, I, I'm riding heavy on the fact that uh, I, I I get that I'm riding heavy on the fact that I have like, you know, somewhat of a blessing from Dustin and at the end of the day, like, if I didn't have that, then maybe, you know, there wouldn't be any point in carrying on because you have to have something in your back pocket to be like, well, yes, 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 what you're saying, but also this has been sort of you know blessed so to speak um again I, I i i agree and understand where you're coming from for sure um that you definitely speak for a, a lot of people as well for sure okay Move, moving on from like the brand image what was when you you mentioned that you've talked about this with austin paz and like brainstormed mm -hmm. certain things what was what is the idea behind the company like why have you started it yeah okay so um the company like everyone you know you you want to have some sort of impact big or small within rollerblading and uh, and give back as much as you can and all the rest of it and you know i'm my background is um streetwear fashion which i hate that phrase but there's no other phrase for it um and so and obviously, you know, like I said before, I've been rolling for, you know, 23, four years. So there's something, there are two things I always thought would be cool to combine, um, taking like the best parts of both and then putting them forward. Um, 
so that was the initial thing you know i knew i wanted to do something and then i actually in all honesty it came out of being really irritated by um a specific company and i know you like a bit of controversy but uh I, I would argue that everyone likes a bit of controversy. I, I feel I feel a little bit targeted that it's always insinuated that I'm I'm like the gatekeeper of it when like everyone loves it and it's absolutely bullshit to say that I'm I'm a sole purveyor of it, you know. UKBC uh, posts if someone puts up an awesome section on UKBC, it'll get like a like. If someone puts it up saying, I hate this prick, I want to punch him in the face. A thousand people will comment. So <laughs> true, I, I'm I'm not alone in enjoying controversy. <laughs> um, that's true. That's true. But um, I think you know one thing I do uh, like a lot about you is that you're not afraid to ask the questions, right? Um, anyway, so what I was saying was um, there's a brand in specific that. The way that they did their royalties just really, really got on the wrong side of me, and it just really irritated me a fucking lot. So I was like, do you know what? Let me, as I've said, like on the social, let me um, take a leaf out of Hudo's book and do what I do something similar in regards to royalties, like him, like how uh, sort of similar a little bit to how Jake did with Go Project, and but apply that with clothing, right? So that's, the, so that's like the second part of it. And the third part is, um, you know, I mentioned before about streetwear and kind of trying to combine the two or whatever, is there's lots of people, let's say like Adidas, for example, they do a collection with Pharrell Williams, right? And it's like, that's really, really cool. People can buy a range of different pieces and they can support let's say their their favorite artist, which is Pharrell Williams, right? So if you apply that to rollerblading, like I, I think, and from, you know, speaking to a few people um, and, you know, about this anyway, and et cetera. And I do think that no one has ever really done a full collection before. Um, so I don't mean like, a, like two t-shirts and a hoodie. I mean like a full thing that people can pick and choose let's say like 11 different items from, you know what I mean? So it's trying to bring that into it and give the opportunity of that person to make a high royalty. That's more than they even get for their own pro skate or their wheel or their frame or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not sure in the past when people have had like pro t-shirts or pro um, jeans or, shoes how those royalties have ever worked i don't i don't know how you know i've not been able to find that out but i assure you it's probably pretty low um well there there is a uk brand that does that has been open about doing royalties with t-shirts and uh oh god i totally forgot their name uh is it true apparel i want to say it's true apparel and i'm pretty sure they paid five pounds royalty per t-shirt so that, that might not that's just what that stuck in my head for some reason but i'm sure because they had pro t-shirts for various people like ross jones and uh like yeah other guys and I, i'm sure yeah. it was five pounds a shirt See, and, and, and that's such a great step forward but you know i feel like 
no, I have a job, just like lots of people do. And just like lots of people who have a rollerblade brand or try and start a brand, you know, that it's a passion project. And they say how they're not in it for the money. And this all comes back around again to me being so irritated with this specific brand because the person who owns it, I know has a very good job. And so I know they can afford to pay more royalties, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought if I'm in a position to do the same thing, why not do that? So an example would be, let's say I have this collection that comes out. Now, a t-shirt, again, let's say it's 30 pounds or 35 pounds. And that person who whose collection it is, is going to be making 15 pounds from that one t-shirt so if you think it's a collection of 11 items all different obviously they range in prices which ranges in their royalties because obviously it does um there's a potential to earn yeah a little bit of cashola and and why not do that if they sell if they sell of course um so that's my job to make sure that i reach out to people who I feel that would work. We would work well together. Um, I think, I think uh, the people who I have is is going to be it's going to be it's going to work very well. Right. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But yeah, I did skim the website and saw that there was a lot of products available. So I want to ask you about that in a second. But first, mm-hmm. yeah, like you mentioned, the pricing yourself, like some of the t-shirts on there are on sale for like 31 pounds, like over 31 pounds. Whereas mm-hmm. other brands, the most you could expect to pay for an established brand's t-shirt is like 25. In fact, and that's usually if it's getting imported from the States and it's getting sold at, you know, local skates or whatever. But mm-hmm. mo- most t-shirts are between 20 and 25. When you've got a significant jump on that, I guess the argument is, do you not think you're pricing yourself out of the competition when there's established brands that are selling their products for significantly cheaper? And yeah, what, so, why, why would people buy? Like, I appreciate that you want to give a generous royalty, but at the end of the day, a product price is one of the biggest factors in deciding whether or not someone will buy something. So, yeah, my, absolutely. My argument so, would be why would they buy from you instead of? an established brand like Vibrolux or mm-hmm. you know, whoever. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I kind of touched before, there's three three levels to like the, the clothing, right? So there's your entry level, which say I think a t-shirt is 30 euro. So I'm in Europe. Um, so I'm just dealing with euros because from my end, it's just easier to deal with it that way. So a t-shirt is 30 euros and it's a high quality and it should be at least the same as the cheapest shirt, let's say on loco skates, or it's a little bit cheaper. And then the level two has a bigger print, you know, it might have prints on the arms, etc., or whatever. So naturally that's going to cost more because it costs more to make it not by much, uh, not much more. The next range is only five euros more than the equivalent to it in level below. 
and with the with the fi- friends and family like the pros the ams the team um again that's prizes that will be worked out between myself and those people but at the end of the day that whole range that collection it's their collection that's not for me to take money from you know what i mean that's not for me so when i say 15 pounds a t-shirt that's let's say if it's a 30 pound t-shirt as an example and they're getting 15 pound royalties and that'll be a fiver to me for doing the admin and then that'll be the rest covers the um the cost of making it as an example um it may be that the person who's doing the collection wants to have the prices cheaper that's okay too it's completely up to them you know what i mean at the end of the day like it works out let's say like a 90 percent royalties to them 10 percent to me because for me i have the icon basics and then i have the level two like range and those two are the ranges where the money from that is what feeds being able to support the other riders who uh, may not have sponsorships or more traditional sponsorships and it enables me to be part of winter clash for example or uh, for the online winter clash that's coming up or it enables me to be able to um throw out a couple of custom teas and donate some money to those kids who were baking donuts and selling them um I don't know if you had seen. Oh that. yeah, for uh, for new skates, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you mean? Um, so you know, we donated to that and then sent them a couple of custom tees and then etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's like from the first two ranges, it enables the, the majority of the profit from that is going back into it, back into the industry, uh, one way or another. And then the friends and family, the level three, the, the collections, the, like I said, ninety percent of it is going straight to them um whatever wherever that works out at, it's 90 percent for them small amount for me because it's not you know like i said i have a job I, it's not this is not my my sole income and it's not it's, i'm not about that i'm just fed up with people taking the piss um when they don't need to so if i don't need to take the piss well i, I wouldn't want to anyway but you know what i mean if i if i'm in a position where i'm able to give back and I'm in the position of being able to give a higher royalty than say a wheel company, whoever that wheel company is, then I'm going to do that. Do you know what I mean? A wheel company, which, which wheel company are we referring to? (laughs) Referring to BHC. But I was under the impression BHC are paying royalties out. And they do. And they, and, and they do, but, they pay two pounds or two euros or whatever. I'm starting to make enemies now, but that's fine. Two pounds or two euros or whatever the currency is that is used um, to the every wheel that gets bought. So let's say it's a Burston, a, a Nils, a Elliot, whatever. But then unless you use their, their code, they don't get the full five pounds. But then their argument could be that by using the code, it's showing that the skater's influence is what has resulted in the right. sale. And and I, I and yes, you're correct. By the same token, I think that if you're able to pay someone five pounds, let's say, in royalties, then pay them five pounds in royalties. Like I think that, like I get that you want to have, you want to be able to track, you know, 
it was selling better than the other, etc. But there are other ways that you can track that instead of expecting your your pro riders who you've handpicked out of the masses to ride for your team. I think it's a bit it's a bit um, it's a bit rude to say, yeah. Now here's like unless you don't if you don't use promote this discount code, then you're not going to get the full royalty. You only get a bit of it. I just for me that just irks me quite a lot. Um, I would argue that in in BHC's defence I don't know if it's entirely taking the piss as it's experimenting because it's a new formula that they've devised so I guess they're just wanting to see if it works or not I wouldn't say it's necessarily taking advantage of the skater as opposed to just seeing if that particular method of marketing works and 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 of course it's it's so it is important to try different things um i just think there's 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 definitely people who have only realized after the fact that if they use this code then their rider of choice is going to get that extra three pounds and i think that's potential miss royalties that is unfair and i think that if you like i said before if you're able to pay X amount, then you should pay that X amount. And I think that there's other ways of tracking. I think there's it just it just for me and other people, you know, who discuss this with, I think it, it sits a bit different. But who am I to talk? You know, I called a company words. So I mean that that could be their argument. I would say exactly knowing what other brands or some other brands given royalties even if bhc did only i'm sure it's more than two pounds i'm sure it's two like even if it's like two pounds something i mean that is more than some skate brands in the past have given in royalties for pro skates so i wouldn't say it was a particularly poor deal i'm not saying it's a poor deal i'm just saying that if you're able to offer five and give five well you know i don't i i just don't think that like it's necessary for again this is just my opinion but you know i i think that if you've handpicked someone to be on your team and you've given them the opportunity of having a a product with their name on it and their and a design of their choosing i feel that you know, their skating should do the work for them. They shouldn't then have to, you know, bombard Instagram with, oh, use this code to get 10% off and then I get three extra pounds in royalties. Like, it would work if they were already getting, like, a bigger amount. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's like a bonus. But uh, if you're able to afford to do it, then just do it. Why? What? Why? And maybe I just don't understand. Maybe, Maybe it's just I don't understand it well enough. You know, um, again, I'm in a situation where people don't necessarily understand words well enough right now, right? So you can argue that there's parallels there. Um, but again, that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, I do think there are a lot of elements that need to be considered, yeah, with that as well, because, you know, there's packaging, Absolutely. there's shipping, there's import tax. And you also have to accept the fact that the majority of the wheels that they do actually buy and produce, they don't sell. The majority of them are given away for free. 
two team riders who get a certain amount and then there's you also have to factor in the fact that there will be returns there will inevitably be returns people will break certain products as all products happen and you have to account for that as well so i i, I don't Absolutely. I, I, I feel as if you're simplifying it a lot more than is actually the case in reality and and, and yeah i completely agree in the fact that you do have to take into account X, Y, and Z. By the same token, I, I, I do feel like standing firm that understanding the cost of wheels and understanding the cost of packaging and import tax and VAT and all of that other madness, I feel that there is a bit more wiggle room there. Okay. Um, you mentioned these royalties to skaters. And you've mentioned Austin Paz, but who who else is going to be associated with the brand? Who else will be in line to potentially receive these royalties if the products do sell? Absolutely. So um, currently, we have. Um, I'm just uh, getting it up. We have eight people who are part of friends and family. Um speaking to someone tomorrow two people to three people tomorrow and um, so it's a mixture of guys and girls um and i think that the what we call it friends and family because it's each season i guess you know it's going to be a different person who has a collection so there'll be four collections this year um and then there will be, sorry, yeah, four collections this year and four or five um, capsules. The capsules will just be a smaller version of the collection, right? So <clears throat> to put it into a bit more of a, a common, friendly sort of blading terminology, your pros are going to have the collection and your AMs are going to have the capsules. Your pros and your AMs make the exact same royalties. So, again, for, for, to make it easy, 90% to that person, 10% to the brand, right? Um, so everyone has the opportunity of being able to flex their creative muscle, so to speak. Um, the other thing as well is that we have four we have a series that's been developed, I guess, and that's also four different um, photographers who, who I'll be working with or who the brand will be working with to produce um, a collection as well. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, uh, I see there's a question burning there. You've given me very much a politician's answer on question time. I've, <laughs> I've asked you quite a direct question and you've not answered it. Regan Ennin is the first person to have a collection. Right. I'm, the second I'm gonna, person... I'm, yeah, more names. Yeah. The second person is Dominic Bruce. Third person is CJ Wellsmore. And the fourth person is John Bellino. Okay. The people who, the other people who are a part of friends and family 
um, three UK heads, um, Andy Sparrow. Right. Jürgen Neisman. Michael Brooks. The females. The only confirmed person currently is Patricia Najda. I hope I didn't say your last name wrong, Patricia. The girl, um, girl who won Winter Clash. Uh, she came third. Did she? Oh, God, I can't remember. Oh, maybe she did. Um, oh, my memory's terrible. I'm talking with Oh, no, that was Kay. it. She was, she was Polish champion, and she came third. Polish champion, that's right, that's yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's on board. Um, Kay Lunds, I'm talking to tomorrow morning. Kay, the Kay, chick for, Kay Lux, the girl from... Kay Lux, Lux, yes. Kay, lives in LA but it's from yeah Connecticut yeah, yeah. okay um and the last person I'm trying to uh sorry not the last person the other person that I'm going to be talking to is um the chief who came second at Winter Clash um the French girl Mella is how you pronounce her name okay I'm bad at pronouncing names yeah um, the names escape me at the moment but okay and then as for and the other the other female, I'm still searching to find someone who I feel may fit with the brand. So all these people will, the, the people who, so uh, Eugen, uh, Don Bruce, CJ and John will have collections. The other people will have capsules. Um, as for the girls, I haven't quite worked out yet who is going to have a collection who has capsules, um, but that's something to discuss with them. Um, and they will all get the same amount, the same type of royalty offer. Right. And how does that work in terms of being paid out? What What are they expected to do in return for receiving the royalty? As Right, that is a sick question, and I had a really long question, uh, long conversation with Patricia actually about that um, two days ago. So, <clears throat> I think one thing that is missed is that people, some brands, some of the bigger brands, sort of, I feel expect so much, and it almost makes the people who are sponsored by these big brands not really care and just kind of do the bare minimum. And you have these fans, so to speak, who are doing so much and they get so little. Um, so firstly, that's why it's kind of like the same royalty across the board. Um, secondly, it's like, to paid out. Um, is that what you said, sorry? Yeah, the- like basically, because obviously some people pay up front. Some people, I know that yes, yeah, real yeah. companies say, you'll get this amount of money at the start. And then others say, when you release a promo for us, you get the rest. So yeah, that's right. I Sorry. guess my answer, my question to you is what you've mentioned that these people will get generous royalties, like, you know, 15 euros or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But my question mm-hmm. is what, what do they have to do for that? Yeah. Sorry. Um, so the only, it's, it's, it's one of those because I see the value in all of these people whether they're someone who's on the, in the spotlight or someone who is more local you know, around the local area and that. Um, 
these people, you know, if they're down with the brand, they're down with the brand, and they'll 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 at us or they'll film this clip or whatever and chuck it to me or whatever, whatever. Like end of the day, like if you want your collection, your capsule to sell, then. A one minute edit on Instagram is basically the only thing that I ask. That seems uh, kind of seems like not much, and I, I would say that that's kind of from an alarming perspective from a company owner. Because if if I ran a company and sponsored someone, I wouldn't expect the world from them, but I would expect more than that. Well, the thing is, again, is. I've I've approached these people, right? I've seen the value that they have. I feel that some of these people, not all of them, but some of these people have have been let down by sponsors in the past, or they haven't quite had the opportunity that they were promised, or it's just passed them by like ever so slightly, and it's like why not just do something nice for a fucking change? Why not? If again, like I said, if I'm in the position of being able to do that, then why not just do that? Like there's, there's, it doesn't have to be so like, wow, you know, you're going to have this collection. So therefore, you know, I'm going to want to have this, this, and this. It's like, hey, if your collection sells, then you're going to make some nice cash. And if it doesn't sell, then well, like, you know, no harm, no foul. At the end of the day, that was going to be my follow-up question. If you create these capsules and mm. the, the one-minute Instagram edit isn't enough, what's what's to prevent you being stuck with a lot of stock that you can't shift? So this is this is how the brand is able to do all these collections and capsules and all this like what seems quite extravagant and impossible things unless you have about a gazillion dollars sitting in your bank um we run doing print on demand okay so if you when you place your order that's when it gets made right so i'm not so so we're not sitting on stock. No one's sitting on any stock. Obviously, we pay for samples and all the rest of it. You know that there's cost in that. Um, I'm not sitting on like 50 hats. I'm thinking, shit, I can't sell any of these. No one likes them. I've just fucked myself. Um, so it puts us in a good position of being very low risk. Um, and because of this is another reason why I'm able to offer such a higher royalty. Okay. Because I'm not sitting on any stock. I'm not worried about if something's going to sell or not. I don't have that stress or anything. You know, I have plenty of other things to stress about. I don't need to be stressing about whether a t-shirt is selling or not. And if I'm going to buy a sweater or whatever it may be, you know what I mean? Like, if I don't... It takes away the stress. It takes away a big risk factor. Right. I'm a bit of a dinosaur. So print yeah. and demand is something that I kind of look at with 
a bit again skepticism is you know the key word today apparently it's the sesame street word of the day whenever i hear someone say print on demand i just imagine a scenario where i go into a clothes shop and say oh i like that hoodie and they go cool you can wait like two to three weeks and i'm like yeah but i i, I pay i'm paying for it now mm. like, yeah but we don't have it now and i'm like then what's the point in me being here Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess with print and demand, when I hear, I've, I've, I know very few companies that do it personally. More, more companies probably do it, and I, I just, I'm not aware of it. But in yeah. my mind, a clothing company has stock, and when you order for them, you're buying from their stock. So, I, I, I guess, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't really know what, to, and I think a lot of people are in that position because it seems like it's a relatively new concept. Yeah, and it's, and it's something that like I'm definitely completely open about. I'm not trying to hide the fact that it's print um, on demand or anything like that. Um, it was new to me. I think I think I found it by accident. Um, you know, searching the internet for X, Y, and Z, and then it sort of was there on my lap. I don't know, quite a few years ago, I always thought it'd be a good idea to do use that platform for something because again, it takes away a lot of that risk factor. So although it might be, say, two pounds or euros or whatever more to um, produce said t-shirt hoodie. You you weigh out the risks of that. It's kind of worth that two extra pounds to take away the risk of sitting on stock and not having anything to sell it. Um, I mean, so far it's been really good. You know, again, I'm not going to just jump into something just shits and giggles like you know got many samples and made sure that we're using the right t-shirts the right weighted t-shirts the right length the right hoodies feel of the hoodies blah 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 the same way you would anything else it just so happens that it comes straight from being manufactured as opposed to being manufactured then me and then you for example um I understand what you're saying, you know, like the buy it there and then type thing. And, you know, if words was in the store, then you could just go and buy it there and then. You know what I mean? Like if it was stocked in, I don't know, let's say Loco, then you'd be able to go and just buy it. Um, if you order it online, all right, it might take, it, I mean, it's supposed to be five to six business days. Obviously right now it's, things are a bit trying. Um, but the majority of people are getting theirs within two weeks of of their order, um, even with like all the COVID. Brexit has been a bit of a problem for us as well. Um, they're still getting all their things, and people seem to be happy with what they're getting. Um, and what it does as well is because company that we use it has a manufacturing it has a couple of manufacturers in america it has two in europe it has one in mexico which is super random um and they have partners in japan and australia so if you're in let's say australia and you order you're going to pay a very low shipping cost because it's being made in australia if you're in america etc 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 so what it means is that i'm able to do like a global offering at relatively cheap postage and packaging because it's coming from their own country and then that means that people don't necessarily get stung 
with um, import tax, like how you do from America sometimes, a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers my question. Um, you mentioned earlier that you'd be teaming up with photographers. Obviously, I know of one of those photographers because it was Sam Cooper that put me in touch with you and suggested that we do this to find out more about <laughs> yeah. the brand. So what's what's going to be his involvement and how is yeah, how are you guys going to work together? Yeah, um, so the connection that we it's it's gonna be there's four of us or of us, there's four photographers rather. Um one of which I have already ordered the samples for, so that's great. Um, and then Sam Cooper, every, so there'll be an overall arc um, like storytelling, right? So the overall arc and each um, picture is going to be a t-shirt, a long sleeve and a hoodie and a pair of socks just because socks are great and everyone loves socks. So there's gonna be one picture on each of each of items, a different picture. So if you want, if you like the look of, you know, picture B, then you have to buy, you know, T-shirt B, you know what I mean? Um, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're all going to be black and white. They're all digitally printed. Um, so again, we'll see from the samples if this even goes ahead, because if the samples are shit, then obviously we're not going to do it. Um, uh, banking and the samples are good. Then, um, usually with digital printing, it's, you can get high detail. And so we'll have like a real nice set of three photographs, um, at a spot. And it's done by four different photographers over the course of the year um, with a rider of their choice. It doesn't really matter. Um, in regards to royalties, again, that's split, that's just split three ways, 33 in a third. Um, so everyone's making a little, little penny. Um, so that's really great. Um, I don't want to say too much about it, but that's all the basis. But specific, specifically with Sam Cooper, what we have been talking about is doing um again this is based on getting samples back and seeing how it actually looks but um selling prints online um prints frame prints canvas prints and um even like you know little postcards as well of some of his you know iconic photos that he's taken across the years which is you know there's a plethora to choose from there's, there's a lot to choose from yeah 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 so um if if you oh, use any it. from the front cover of wheel scene, I'm going to have to like put a hit out on you. I'm going to tell you that right because <laughs> well, then we just have to do it four ways. He's he's taking the majority of the wheel scene covers, so yeah. <laughs> well, we have to do it four ways, then. This, right? We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Um, but yeah, so the idea with Sam, and this is something that I I think I would like to do with um with a few other people as well, is basically have you know Sam Cooper exhibition presented by words and it's a place that you know people can go to buy prints from him um and then you know again with that it'll be you know in terms of royalties it'll just be like a 90 10 
sort of deal as well. 90% him, 10% me just doing admin and shit. Um, because, again, why the fuck wouldn't you want to help out people who have given so much to the industry already? You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. My last question, and I think is probably one that's on most people's minds whenever a new brand started. Loads of people come in with an idealistic view of how they're going to fix rollerblading or change it. or And even the biggest names in the sport have started brands and they have just died a death. You know, Brian Shima started NIM and SSM. Brian Shima's yeah. arguably one of the biggest names of all time in blading. He had one of the best teams of all time in blading. Absolutely. And it went nowhere like he never ended up being able to really pay his riders meant much in the way of royalties for a pro skate mm-hmm. you know montre ended up leaving because he couldn't survive off it and he he essentially almost retired an entire team of skaters one of which you're mm-hmm. now proposing to sponsor so i guess my argument is if brian shima can't make it work and he can you know establish a team like that that can make it work. What's what's to say you can? The question of all questions, huh? Um, that's that is the big. That's the most pertinent question of all. Like, I, yeah, and and I agree. I think you know, there's definitely an issue with a lot of brands that come and go very quickly. Um, I think the rolling rollerblading community as a whole actually in, does like to invest their time and some money into being brand loyal um or being loyal to a person at least you know take julio with valo and then to them um although them skates is actually quite a good skate it turns out which is julio is an anomaly in that there's, (laughs) there's a there's a lot of factors going on there one is julio's been in the sport for like 30 years so of course people don't want to lose him because he's he's the last guard of his generation and julio's also got a lot of brand experience so he knows what he's doing in terms of creating hype and marketing for a company and he's also got the team behind him and julio also did the rare thing where he basically crowdfunded a company he he didn't really start the company with his own money. He started it with the, the community's money because they believed in him. And that belief was warranted because it's paid off. He, he, had, he has created a good product. So, Absolutely. And, you know, and I feel that utilizing everything that I have done in the past to this point, you know, with my experience, which stems from, um, you know, studying marketing and photography, having those as degrees, having worked in field of photography, marketing, some advertising, and then, you know, down to my role running, uh, being the brand manager, brand and business manager for a company. Um, you know, I'm implementing all of that knowledge again like you said uh like we both said how we've scanned for so long it's like we've seen what's worked and what hasn't worked and i'm fortunate enough that there are people who i can ask why that didn't work and get the you know get the um the 
real inside scoop, so to speak, and which helps me to not make those same necessary mistakes, but to make a different choice, a different uh, yeah, at the crossroad. Um, I feel that in regards to team, it's like you know I have four different but four heavy hitters that I think you know with those people being on board and understanding the vision as well it's like it helps other people to be well if this person's into it then maybe it is cool or maybe it is this or maybe what you know he's saying is true because why would they bother putting you know their um reputation on the line for a company that just come out of nowhere words um you know everything is is quite strategically done you know my release schedule for the year is very finite very logically consumer behavior based um it's it's i feel there's a it just it won't fail. That's what I feel. Okay, it's kind of hard to say that because I like I know people like can confuse confidence with um, being arrogant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I really, it's not arrogance. It's just a massive confidence and personal belief in the product and the vision and what. I want to achieve you know like no one's ever done a full collection in rollerblading that's amazing you can take one of your let's say Oigan's your favorite blader and he's he's designed 11 pieces of different things to choose from and it's going to be different four times a year from four different people and then next year it'll be four new people so on and so forth I would I would argue that someone has has designed and dropped a collection, a full collection in the past in blading and in the recent past. Mm-hmm. Basement, every time they release a video, re- release an entire yeah. collection and it has socks, Absolutely. hoodies, t-shirts. Absolutely. I mean a collection in the sense of a person, me collaborating with a person for a full collection okay. is what I mean. Not a collection as in Yes, you're 100 percent right. Um, to take a you know, example, I keep on um, going to like Adidas and Pharrell Williams. Let's say, for example, you know, it's like obviously Adidas has released a bunch of collections here, there, and everywhere, but with that one person. So that's more so what what I mean when I say a collection, the first full collection. I mean with um, a specific person within said industry. All right. Um, did you say the first the first collection is going to be Eugen Ennen? I did say that. Yes. When's that going to be released? That'll be released for Winter Clash, which we are also a partner. Right. Okay. And then, can you tell us who's going to be after that? Uh, after that, will be Dominic Bruce, and then after that, I'm still talking to CJ and John to decide which way it works. Right. Um, okay. yeah, um, I am talking to uh, Megan from Bladies. Um, again, if I'm in a position to be able to do something, why not do it, right? So 
I want to have a full female line sport like as in like sports bras and things like that you know shirts that are specifically cut for the female form not every girl wants to wear some baggy unisex t-shirt you know what I mean like lots of girls want to maintain their own particular style without um having to lack of better words look like a boy you know what I mean um so I'll be I'm talking with her tomorrow uh Thursday yeah Thursday um to discuss where we're going from there I'd really love to do a collaboration with her to launch that range um if not that's not an issue we're still going to do it um because I think it's important to be able to have those options and then some people do give the option head on skate have some vests and um some t-shirts um and I think Roller Bender just released China um Wistel. Wirestall, yeah. Wirestall. Um I don't know that's uh, you right. know, that's that's just how I've always pronounced it. Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, I think it was a couple of t shirts, a hoodie and sweatpants. You know, we we wanna go the next step and like I said, sports bras, um leggings, um, even down to like you know, skirts and things like that. Um, because I think it's important. It's a whole part of our industry that has definitely been missed in the past. And obviously some people and some companies have tried to evolve their brands and their companies. But I mean, I'm in the position that with using dropshipping, I'm able to do this. So why not just go ahead and do it and give an offering to females may not have had the offering before all right i've interrogated you for an hour and a half i've got no other questions <laughs> to ask if you've unless you've got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up um i mean thank you for for this firstly um i mean appreciate don't, it. don't thank me people might watch the video and crucify you i don't know i don't know oh, how this that's is gonna true. go I, hopefully people will um Sort of understand the vision and if anyone has any more questions just you know message words the brand on instagram because uh, you know we're very active and then very about being transparent and letting people know what's going on um otherwise like you know thank you to everyone out there who has supported us so far like we've had like a really successful launch and you know this past month also has been pretty nice and pretty overwhelming responses from people you know it's been very very small negative negativity lots of people sit on the fence naturally and i would be one of those people without a doubt um i completely understand that um but i'm hoping with this it will help to ease that a little bit and yeah if you have a question just ask like we're always here ready to answer so yeah basically well wish you the best of luck and yeah thanks for taking the time to do it today appreciate it thanks mate take it easy